Hi, everyone. This is Justin Burke with the Cribsiders. We recorded a great episode on the 2011 AAP guidelines on urinary tract infections that was released this week, but we also wanted to take the time to address these guidelines incorporate race as a risk factor for diagnosis, and that can be problematic. A recent Viewpoint article from January 2020 in JAMA Pediatrics by Rachel Kolowski and others have made the case for removing race from these guidelines. The team on the Cribsiders work hard to not only produce outstanding content, but also serve as advocates in the field. Our podcast has a written commitment to health equity that we invite you to read on our website at thecribsetters.com slash about. In our statement, we commit to using a health equity lens in each episode and questioning race-based medicine and how we understand and create medical evidence. To align with these goals, we've created this short companion episode to further investigate why race as a risk factor can be problematic in the UTI guidelines. Joining us for the discussion is Dr. Dr. Pat Potvian. She's a wonderful mentor, the current president of the Association of Pediatric Program Directors, and has a renowned reputation on understanding the impact of implicit and explicit bias on graduate medical education. You can find her on Twitter at DocPatTeach1. She's an incredible resource, and we're very lucky to have had her join for this conversation. So, Dr. Podvian, we are so excited to have you um, on this Cribsiders episode. Thank you so much. In an effort to be informal and approachable, we asked if it's okay to speak with our guests using their first name. Is it okay if we call you Pat? Absolutely. Absolutely. And thank you so much for inviting me. Always happy to talk to you, Justin. Great. Thank you so much for joining us. Can you give the audience just a brief one-liner about yourself to introduce yourself, maybe things that you might be interested in outside of medicine? Oh, outside of medicine. Okay. Yeah. So, my name is Pat Podvian. I'm the Residency Program Director for pediatrics at Hasbro Children's Hospital and a pediatric hospitalist. I also am lucky enough to be an assistant dean with the Office of Diversity and Multicultural Affairs and love working, love working with children and love working with issues around race. But when I am not working, probably my favorite thing to do is bake. And so if I were not a pediatrician, I would definitely be a French pastry chef living the high life in nice. Paris, being up at two o'clock in the morning, rolling out croissant. That's definitely where I would be. Amazing. <laughs> Incredible. Well, so we really appreciate you you being on this kind of unique companion episode. And I think as a, as a learner and an educator, sometimes it can be a challenge for me and I think other people in the audience to reconcile some of these clinical decision-making tools and guidelines while also uh, acknowledging the dangers of incorporating the ideas of race-based medicine. And so this is what we want to talk about uh, is in the idea of race-based medicine in particular with the UTI guidelines. And so I want to ask, based on the UTI guidelines, one of the risk factors for diagnosis is race and using the UTI calculators is race. Can you discuss a little bit about why that might be problematic and, and what is this idea of race-based medicine? I think it's a great question and it's something that has taken on a new urgency, uh, particularly in medicine. I think there's been a lot of conversations in our society about race right now. And so we're all taking a reflective look um, inside to kind of see what we're doing within our own homes. And, and medicine and academic medicine is one of those places where we're also reflecting on what we're doing to make sure that our patients are safe and that the impacts of racism are really mitigated as much as possible when it comes to our patients. And so when we talk about race-based medicine, it's really our attempt to have a better understanding of how the, the construct of race has impacted how we provide care for our patients. And probably the most important point to sort of start off with is really a deep understanding that race is a social construct. And this is something that Sounds very simple when you say it, right? It's a very simple sentence, but it's not something in medicine that we've truly believed 
not for a long time. And I think that's really evidenced in some of the calculators like UTI Calc that you're making reference to. For a long time in medicine, we have looked at race in an attempt to make sure that we understand differences in our patient outcomes and really take into account all of the different aspects of our patients. And clearly, race impacts how our patients live and function in the world. But what has happened is there's also been a presumption that somehow race, although it is a social construct, actually does have some kind of biologic impact. And that's where in medicine, things get a little bit tricky. So if we know that there's no biologic meaning to race, meaning that biologically, if you look at individuals genetically who are white or black, there's no distinction between them, then we as physicians have to be very careful when we're thinking about different diagnoses, different illnesses, the pathogenesis of illness, if we're trying to think through how race impacts those disease processes. So one of the biggest presumptions I think that we make in medicine is that it makes sense that the outcome for a white patient with one disease process be different than the outcome for a black patient with that same disease process. And the presumption generally is, well, one person is white and one person is black. So medically, biologically, those two people are different. So outcomes for them should be different when looking at the same disease. But if you take a step back and realistically think to yourself, well, race is a social construct. It's not a biologic construct. A white person and a black person biologically, medically are not different from one another. Then differential outcomes in those patients when you're looking at the same disease process should actually raise a red flag and should make you think more about what else is going on, how else race impacts each of those individuals, as opposed to thinking that the race of those individuals is sort of playing itself out in how those individuals are experiencing disease. So for a lot of these clinical decision-making tools that use race, where, where is this coming from? What's the data that it's based on? Why, why is this considered a risk factor in diagnosis or prognosis of an illness? Well, I do think that race is a risk factor for disease. The question is, why is race a risk factor for disease? And I think the presumption in medicine has been that the reason why there's a difference is because biologically different races are different, as opposed to asking, actually, how is it that these two races are living within our society that should make their outcomes different? So it's okay, and I think it's important to notice distinctions and disparities in health outcomes of different races. Those disparities are very, very real. Those risk factors are very real. But then you have to take a step back and ask yourself why those risk factors, why there's a different, uh, why there's a differential in those risk factors. And you can't stop by saying, "Oh, it's because white people and black people are different," and then keep it moving. Really, what you have to ask yourself is how is society impacting these two different groups because they've created these two different racial constructs? How is society impacting those two two different groups? And how is that societal impact then manifesting itself in the different outcomes for the different groups? For a lot of our audience, whether they're students or residents, attendings or in private practice, how what advice can you give to them to reconcile wanting to be a advocate wanting to understand health disparities and also wanting to be a good clinician and using guidelines, evidence-based care, but understanding the pitfalls of race-based medicine and how that can uh, affect their their clinical care? I think it's a great question. And, And honestly, the answer is simple. You have to be curious. 
you know, part of being a scientist, part of being a physician is that you can't be intellectually lazy. And it's, and that can be hard because in medicine, we are taught really to group different clinical outcomes, to group different symptoms in an attempt to try and figure out what's happening with our patients. This is generally what we do. The challenge is now when we see these presumptions, the challenge is to ask yourself, does this make sense? You know, why would this be? So using the, the example of the UTI calc, why would it be that white women or white girls would have a higher risk of urinary tract infection than black girls? You know, when I read that right away, my siren kind of goes off and says, that doesn't make sense. Biologically, white girls and black girls are the same. They have the same urethras. <laughs> they have the same risk factors, presumably for UTI. So why is it that there seem to be several articles that support this distinction between white girls and black girls? So like the first question that comes to my mind, for example, is who knows who's white and who's black? Who gets to decide that? You know, many of the, the UTI calculator articles really break down race in this as a dichotomous variable, right? Either you're white or you're not white. That doesn't even really make a lot of sense, even if you apply it to our current social construct. So right away, you have to start asking questions. Like, why would there be a complete difference in one group and not this other group that's made up of multiple groups? Secondly, what happens with patients who are mixed race? If you, if you are, we have one parent who's white, one parent who's black, where do you fall in there? Like I said earlier, if there's no biologic difference between white girls and black girls, then there really shouldn't be any significant outcome difference in terms of why one group would be having more UTIs than the other, right? So again, you have to ask yourself, what is it in the data that has led to this kind of conclusion rather than presume that it's something biologic? You know, one of the articles that is referenced by UTI Calc, there's actually in the discussion mentioned that maybe it's a difference between the endothelial cells in the ureters of white girls versus black girls. And that's dangerous territory. When we start to describe biologic distinctions between races, what we're flirting with is eugenics. So the stakes are high. This is, this is a serious conversation that we need to have. And it's not to say that we need to ignore this data, but we need to dive a little bit deeper. We need to ask more questions. We need to really work from the presumption that this doesn't make sense, that rationally and logically, medically, that distinction doesn't make sense. So let's dive a little bit deeper and figure out why that distinction is there so that we can have a UTI calc and a risk calculator that actually benefits our patients. The risk calculator that we have now may be under diagnosing black girls with UTI, which is problematic. So it behooves us to ask as many questions as possible to make sure that our presumptions are correct before applying them in clinical practice. For people that want to learn more about this or want to educate themselves, any resources or ideas of where to send them to, to learn more about these types of issues? Dorothy Roberts is an exceptional resource when it comes to this. It's particularly this topic. I feel like her writings and her TED Talks have been at the forefront of introducing people to this concept that race is a social construct, that it is not biologic, and really outlining why it's so detrimental in medicine to continue to use race 
um, the way we use it as a biological risk factor. So I would definitely reference people or refer people to Dorothy Roberts. I think Fatal Invention is an important um, book that she's written, but she actually has a score of books. Fatal Invention is the most recent one that I've read. So that's the one that's on my mind now. But even for people who are not ready to, to pick up a book, I would suggest they Google Dorothy Roberts. She does a great TED talk on this and it will change your life. Amazing. Thank you so much for, for taking the time. Really appreciate you and uh, enlightening us and helping us know more about it. My pleasure. Thanks so much for having me.